You're listening to the Stay Sore Podcast, where we talk about physical, financial, and emotional strength. Why stay sore? Because nothing good comes easy. Here's your host, Bo Skitsko. All right, guys, welcome back to the Stay Sore Podcast. I'm your host, Bo Skitsko, and in today's episode, we are talking about muscle soreness. Before we begin the episode, I wanted to mention real quick that I'm not a doctor, I'm not a nutritionist, I'm not a dietitian, I'm just some dude on the internet providing his opinion, okay? So I can claim that I have an exercise science degree or a bunch of personal training certifications, but you don't know if it's true or not, so every time somebody says something on the internet, double and triple check it, all right? That being said, here's my episode, Muscle Soreness. We're going to talk about what it is where it's coming from, how to cause it, and how to recover from it as fast and efficient as possible, okay? Let's get started. Muscle soreness. A scientist would call it the DOMS effect, D-O-M-S, DOMS. DOMS stands for Delayed Onset Muscle Soreness, which means that you get sore not immediately after your workout, but usually for the majority of situations, It happens about 24 to 48 hours after the workout. Usually it's caused by an intense workout or a workout that was different in nature to what you're used to, okay? Uh, It used to be believed that muscle soreness comes from lactic acid buildup in the muscle, which for the most part is not true. There's many different factors contributing to muscle soreness, but the main one that causes the most amount of soreness sensation is uh, microtrauma or micro tears to the muscle. I know it sounds scary, but it's actually a good thing. When you work out, you break down your body, you push hard, so hard that you have small micro traumas to the muscles, which then you go home, you recover, you bu- rebuild, and then you become stronger. Your muscle grows those micro traumas back and makes it even a little better than before so it tries to make you so strong that next time you don't break it down again but obviously next time you go to the gym you have that new strength and you go even harder to break it down again to grow back stronger that's called adaptation and that growing back stronger is called super compensation meaning you compensate you rebuild you gain back your strength, and then you super compensate. You get a little stronger because your body wants to protect you from that stress, right? But then you get that new strength and push even harder during your workout, and that's a vicious cycle from week to week, from month to month to year to year. That's where you get stronger, okay? So uh, you break it down during the workout, go home, recover, get a little better, a little stronger, and then you go again. So muscle soreness is micro trauma for the most part. Micro trauma to your muscles, which is good. You push hard enough during the workout, time to recover, rebuild, become stronger. Okay? So we know what causes it. Let's, let's talk about how to cause it. Because for the most part, unless it's like crippling pain that prevents you living a normal life, Soreness is a good thing. It's a little bit of soreness tells you, okay, I had a good enough workout. I pushed hard enough to where your body has to adapt and become stronger to rebuild that micro damage. Okay, so how do you cause it? Imagine, uh, imagine you do a pull up. You pull your body up to the bar, 
uh, and then you very, very slowly let yourself calm down, like five, 10 seconds slow for one negative repetition. That's called eccentric contraction. That's where you cause the most amount of muscle soreness. That's something bodybuilders do to cause the most damage to their muscle to then grow back stronger and bigger muscles. So uh, the biggest amount of soreness you can get during the eccentric uh, portion of your movement, or let's just say when you do your repetitions very slowly, that's the most muscle soreness causing because you get the most mu muscle fiber damage in your muscle. You, you tear those muscle fibers apart and then you go home and recover, build them back stronger. But I hope you get the idea. So slow movement, heavy slow movement, the negative part of the movement causes the most muscle soreness. So we learned that now. Let's move on to what to do with that. And that's the biggest part of this episode, okay? So what do you do with that muscle soreness? How do you recover quicker? And if you take away at least one lesson from this episode, then remember this, keyword, blood flow. Blood flow, blood flow, blood flow. That's the most important thing to recover from muscle soreness. Um, let's take a practical look. When you get super sore and um, you feel so sore that you can't really move, you feel, oh, everything's tight, everything is stiff. When you try to sit down on the toilet, you feel like you need like a walker or some railings to lower yourself. That's how sore your muscles are, for example. Um, people tend, at least in the be beginners that just get into fitness, they tend to just sit on the couch and not move because it's so sore. They think I need to rest to recover and they don't move at all. Big, 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 big mistake. Here's what happens. When you are sore, you have uh, metabolic waste products built up in your muscles. So you need blood flow to push those metabolic waste products, those toxins, to push them out. You need a lot of blood flow, blood rushes in and pushes out all the bad stuff that makes you inflammated and sore. The second and maybe even more important part is that blood brings in new nutrients, new lubrication, and new uh, oxygen into that sore damaged muscle, causing faster recovery especially new nutrients. It brings in new building blocks to recover quicker. So you need to move or you need to cause blood flow to recover quicker. If you're just gonna sit and wait for the soreness to go away, your soreness is gonna last much longer than if you would move. And when I say move, it can be something simple as go for a walk, play with your kids, grandkids, um, Take your dog for a walk. You can do some dynamic stretching. Swing your arms out, swing your arms in, up and down. Walk up and down stairs instead of using the elevator. Something super simple is already good. It's already causing more blood flow and you recover quicker. Um, so blood flow is the key. Um, every time you have damage or some trauma to your body, as we learned, soreness is micro trauma to the muscle fibers. Uh, your body also causes inflammation. So um, you can control inflammation with food, with drugs, and with supplements. Uh, real quick reminder, I'm not a doctor, just some dude on the internet. So please double check everything and don't believe anyone on the internet unless you double, triple check things, okay? But if you have complete and like just horrible crippling soreness and you can't even live your life, 
Uh, you might want to consider some over-the-counter medication like ibuprofen or Aleve, whatever it is, but I would strongly suggest try to do without those. Um, the second option is supplements. Uh, might be a decent option. Uh, I like to go with natural supplements like, let's say, turmeric. You can take turmeric as a spice in food, or you can take a little pill which has a very concentrated dose of turmeric, which is an anti-inflammatory agent. It helps with anti-inflammatory stuff, right? It helps fighting inflammation. Uh, when you take turmeric in a pill form, I would suggest having looking for supplements that have black pepper already in it. Black pepper helps your body absorb turmeric and use it as an anti-inflammatory agent. It's not a miracle, but it can help a little bit. Um, fish oil can help, but another good one is magnesium, a magnesium supplement. Uh, it helps your muscles relax and then they re can recover better. It's actually also good before bedtime, you sleep more relaxed. At least your muscles get relaxed for the sleeping part, which is good, helps with recovery. Um, don't quote me on this, but um, I think 350 milligrams a day, that's the highest dose of uh, magnesium you want to take. Um, but as always, uh, ask your doctor before you do so. Okay? Um, and then there's foods. There's foods that actually help you with muscle soreness. And obviously, always go the food route before you go the supplement route, and most definitely before you go the drug route. Okay? So natural foods that can help you with uh, soreness is uh, cherry juice like almost bitter, natural, no additives, cherry juice. That is a very good tool to help with muscle soreness. It's not a miracle, but it's just a good tool to know. Uh, ginger helps, like ginger in tea or, or ginger drinks or just regular ginger. It's an uh, amazing tool. It also has some stimulant effects. So you're going to have a little more energy. It's good for your immune system, so on, but ginger is good. And then turmeric as a spice. Put it on your food if you like it. Okay, uh, let's move on. If we talk about food, then let's consider this. I would recommend having a little piece of protein, doesn't have to be meat, any kind of protein, uh, with every meal. So a little bit of protein with every meal. Here's why it's so important. Let's say you take a sledgehammer and knock down the wall in your house. You need building blocks to build that wall back up. Same thing happens with your body. You you cause micro tears and micro trauma to your muscle fibers. Now you need building blocks to build it back and build it back stronger. Those building blocks are protein. So have a little bit of protein with each meal. There's this uh, anecdotal based theory that having a protein shake after your workout might speed things up. You know what? It's not going to damage anything. It's not going to harm you. Um, I don't know how crazy beneficial that is, but um, if you have protein powder, maybe take it after your workout to speed things up. But again, it's anecdotal evidence, uh, but it's not going to have a side effect, so go for it if you have some protein powders. But honestly, just real food with each meal, a little bit protein, you're golden. Okay, so you need building blocks to recover from uh, damage. Okay, so we talked about blood flow. There's other ways to cause blood flow uh, besides just movement, which is, which is very important. Things like uh, contrast showers. So you take a shower in the morning or in the evening, uh, but in the morning more so, um, take a contrast shower. Hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold. What it does, it makes your heart beat really fast and then the 
part is going to pump blood in your whole body. And we learned that blood flow is a good idea. It pushes out the bad stuff, brings in new nutrients. And besides that, contrast showers are amazing for your nervous system, your immune system, and everything else. But this episode uh, is not about that. So contrast showers, amazing thing. Just make sure you're healthy when you start those. Maybe start those in the summer uh, versus the winter when it's cold so you don't get sick, right? But slowly build up. So hot, cold, hot, cold. Um, another thing about blood flow. Let's say your legs are super sore. That doesn't mean the next day or two you're just going to sit in the house and wait for the soreness to go away. Go to the gym the next day or the second day after. Go to the gym and work on your upper body. Not on your lower body and your upper body. You can still get a good workout. But your heart is going to pump blood not just into your arms because you work them. Your heart is going to pump blood everywhere into your sore legs as well. So you still get a good workout. Uh, you don't wait and waste time for the next workout, right? You work out still the next day, but you get the benefits of recovering your lower body while you work and break down your upper body. And then you go back, hit the lower body to recover the upper body. And you see the point, right? Or you can do a push day versus a pull day. The front, your chest, your triceps, your uh, shoulders get sore. The next day you do a pulling workout, the opposite muscles, like your back muscles and your bicep muscles. And then the front recovers from the blood flow while you hit the back. So upper body, lower body, or push, pull, whatever you want to uh, structure your workout, do the muscles that are not sore, and the sore muscles get a benefit from that as well. And they recover quicker. So blood flow again. Okay? Another consideration is sleep. Now, very important. When you're in the gym, you break your body down. You make it weaker. You beat it up. You recover during REM sleep, rapid eye movement sleep at night during that deep sleep phase. So you do, throughout the day, you don't really recover. You recover when you, when you sleep. Your body goes into construction mode and builds things back up. So you need good quality, deep, relaxing sleep. Another thing to consider, excuse me, another thing to consider is taking maybe a nap. If you're extremely sore, take a quick nap. While you sleep, you recover. So uh, let's, let's do the opposite side of that. If you had very bad sleep, you can have a barely mediocre workout and get super sore because you didn't get enough sleep. So sometimes people overtrain, and then I train too much and I can't recover from my soreness, but most of the time, people under-recover. They under-eat, they under-sleep, okay? So recovery, always more important than the workout itself, okay? So if you're super sore and can't recover from it, check your sleep and nutrition if they're on point, okay? Uh, by the way, if you eat a lot of processed foods, you will recover worse and your soreness will get more and more intense, okay? Uh, another consideration is Epsom salts, bath, okay? Get some Epsom salts, super cheap, dump it in a warm bath and just relax. You get the benefit of making your muscles relax, but also you get the benefit of your mind relaxing, which is sometimes in this hectic lifestyle even more important. Just soak in the Epsom salt bath and thank me later. Another reason why it's good to have an Epsom salt bath is that when you have a lot of stress, your body is producing a lot of stress hormones called cortisol. The more you have that in your body, the weaker your ability to recover from muscle soreness and a bunch of other things, but we are talking about soreness. So 
if you have a very stressful day, even a mediocre workout can cause uh, muscle soreness and really, really uh, poor recovery. So sometimes just uh, resting and um, relaxing mentally can help you recover physically. Okay, uh, last thing I wanted to talk about, very important and almost always overlooked, uh, give back to your body. What I mean is massages. They're extremely good to work on stiff muscles. You, you just relax the muscles, the tissues, you lubricate the tissues around your muscles, uh, the fascia around your muscles, the tendons, the ligaments, uh, you get blood flow. It's all going to move softer, smoother. And I'm not talking about that relaxing massage where you hear waterfall and, uh, and, uh, you just feel fingertips on your face and something. I mean like deep tissue massage, work your muscles, work your body. It's doing wonders for you. Now, if you cannot afford a massage, and I totally get it, not everyone can afford it, those are not cheap, and then you wanna be nice, so you have to tip on top of that, right? Not everyone can afford a massage. I beg you, please, 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 learn to use a foam roller and maybe even a massage ball foam roller and massage ball. That's an amazing tool to have in your toolbox to recover and keep your body moving safe and smooth. A foam roller. If you don't know how, don't know how to use a foam roller properly, um, either let me know and I'm going to have an episode on that or look up some videos online and uh, or make tell me and I'm going to do a video on it. But foam rollers are an amazing must-have tool. If you want your body to perform properly, Use a foam roller. The foam roller is going to help with soreness, with, with injury prevention, because your body's going to move properly and smooth. So foam roll before your workout. And then at night, maybe consider foam rolling before bed. Or actually before bedtime, before you go to sleep, it might be a good idea to actually do static stretching. I'm not a big fan of static stretching unless it's literally before bedtime. You stretch it all, and then in that stretched, relaxed, uh, relaxed state, you go to sleep. You not you don't start moving right away again. You just go to sleep in that stretched, relaxed sensation. So foam rolling, always a good idea. Static stretching, in my personal humble opinion, very good before bedtime. Okay, get a freaking foam roller, please. Uh, you're gonna avoid so many medical doctor bills, and you're gonna perform so much better if you learn how to use the foam roller. Um, that being said, I hope you got something out of it. Double check, triple check anything you hear on the internet. Um, those are just my opinions. So um, I hope you got some food for thought. And uh, you know what? Get sore. Stay sore. Love you guys. Let me know in the comments below uh, what you want to hear in the next episode. And um, because this is not about me talking to you about things I want to talk about. This is about giving you information you want to hear or need to know. So let me know. If you're listening, this, listening to this episode on a podcast uh, platform, like, I don't know, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, please follow. Uh, that will help the channel out tremendously. But also, these going to be out on YouTube as well. I post the audio version on Wednesdays. And then the YouTube version, either the day or the next day after that on YouTube. So check out Stay Sore on any platform. Uh, leave a like, follow, help out with some comments. Hope you get something out of it. Stay Sore.